today we're going to talk about owning your sales process. We're going to talk about why it is so important. I'm also going to share my sales journey, how I went from hating, fearing, thinking that I don't need to do that. I don't want to do that. I'm a creator. I'm not going to deal with sales to owning my sales process and actually loving the sales process. I'm going to give you some examples and I'm going to show you how you two can do that. And also, of course, going to give you some keys to a functioning sales. So welcome back to Avenue for Growth podcast. This is Tina Villian and we are going to talk about sales today. Now sales, do you like sales? Do you dislike sales? Do you fear sales? Or do you have any other emotions when it comes to sales? I guess you do have. I think a lot of people do have. And this is really interesting. A lot of people actually enjoy the concept of marketing. You know, not everybody, obviously. But uh, a lot of people feel and say to me, at least, that uh, marketing feels nice and interesting and feels uh, something that they want to learn. Where sales feels icky, you know, something that they just don't want to deal with. However, the reality is that if you are a business owner, if you are any kind of business owner, entrepreneur, you run a business, you are in sales first and then comes everything else. If you do not make sales, if you don't focus on a sales process, you won't be able to be in business, okay? Because sales is something that needs to come in and there are so many ways to create a sales process that is fun and, and great, for feels good for you, feels good for the people you are talking to, your prospective clients. And uh, I think that uh, everybody who has any kind of uh, problems with the concept of sales usually has been taught sales in a very old-fashioned, little, you know, icky ways okay so for example they they've been following some advice where some people are trying to teach you maybe how to trick people into buying something that they don't need or maybe you know you've been following advice and looking at some other people who are every morning they're picking up the phone and they're making cold calls until they like <laughs> are <laughs> burning in their heads and you know throwing up because the process is just so horrible and I'm not talking about that kind of sales. The sales process that we teach and the sales process that we implement in my company, Avenue for Growth Programs, Avenue Consulting Services, is very, very different. And we really, really enjoy the sales process. And it works very well for us. And it works very well for clients. So I wanted to talk about why every company needs a sales process. And I particularly want to talk about why owning your sales process is so important. First, you want to design a sales process that works for you and then you want to own it and you want to use it and you want to be able to activate it whenever you need to make sales. Sales is something that we do need to make. There's no question about that. So uh, thinking about, for example, that I'm a creator, I'm a designer, I am a person who does not want to engage in sales activities, it's just wrong. You can't think like that. Even if you have a sales team, you still need to be involved in the sales conversation if you are the owner or the founder of the company. I want you to design a process that is very easy for you to use, that makes selling easy, it makes a decision making easy for your prospective clients so that they feel good about the sales process. 
and it's just a, a nice experience because you don't want to start your relationship something that is icky and yucky and trying to trick them into buying something it will always always end up in a really really bad situation when your clients will be you know they're not happy because they kind of got tricked into something that they did not want to have and particularly inside our programs we design sales processes and marketing systems that fuel the sales process with the right type of people who are ready to buy and they really really want to have that thing so this is what we're going to talk about today also the importance of having a system that actually works for you is so fundamental so that you can feel that you have a system you have a process of creating customers and clients for your company something that is very easy for you to do something that is non-confusing for you or the people you're talking to or the people who are for example working inside of your organization when you know what kind of systems or what kind of steps you have inside of your sales process it's very easy to outsource or delegate some of the steps it's also very cheap to have a system because when you have something that works you don't need to create a million things you only need to have a few pieces of assets that you can use inside of a sales process and these assets are very very effective for you they work for you and they are being used all the time inside of your process so everybody in your organization or if you have a one-person organization you know what happens next so there are two keys to understanding and creating this kind of uh, process and making sales for your company that are very, very elementary for making sure that it is a success, both internally for you and externally, of course, for the person who you are talking to, who you're going to want to enroll into your services and programs and products. So first designing how your sales process looks like internally. So what do you do? What does the prospective client need to do? What kind of milestones they need to go through and so on. And then also I want you to think about this. When do automate things and when it's time for you to go hands-on you know sometimes I can see that a lot of people they go hands-on too early in the process and what do I mean by this I mean that they for example engage in the communication and in the planning process too early with this uh, lead or prospective client meaning that for example they will do too much work in before before they actually have this deal and uh, now again this is very much to do with what kind of deals you're making what kind of services or products you're selling sometimes your whole sales process can be very hands-off and sometimes you might need to involve some hands-on some manual for example one-on-one conversations into your sales process and this is something that where you need to design yourself when it is time for you to manually take over who this person is and what kind of steps you have inside of your process. So I wanted to talk about my sales journey and uh, I'm an engineer so by default I can't sell a thing (laughs) okay. Engineers are not usually the people who are the preferred salespersons in organization or maybe they we should be 
and I'm gonna give you some answers why I think like this. Okay, so here's the thing. Usually a creator, designer, uh, somebody who is building things, engineering brain like mine is a person who doesn't see him or herself as being the best salesperson. We think that the best salesperson is somebody who is out there very extrovert and and kind of uh, talking and and, uh, having all these external attributes that uh, the so-called normal salesperson has. And uh, when I was in corporate, I was working in IT consulting, management consulting, uh, providing different type of super complicated uh, IT consulting services for clients who were the biggest banks and financial institutions in the Nordics. I was the one who was on the delivery side. So my team was delivering the things, the services, the integration platforms and so on that our salespeople had sold to our clients. So obviously we had a big responsibility in the total process of getting the client and keeping the client happy, but we were just not involved in the initial sales conversations. Then again, when we actually started getting involved, because there were many times a situation when our sales team were trying to close a deal and we decided that we actually need to start involving our engineers, my team, to get into these conversations so that they can actually describe how exactly it looks like the solutions and the obstacles and the difficulties that we are facing. You know, these projects are huge. They're multi, multi-million, tens of million euro projects. So these are not small affairs. And uh, so it's very important to understand when you're selling this kind of things that the sales cycles can be super long and uh, the complexity is also pretty high. That, of course, means that we need to sample a team of professionals who would be there and explain for the client exactly how it would look like. Okay, so I always saw myself as somebody who is was didn't want to be involved in the actual sales process, but then again, I actually was, which was a little surprising that I really, really enjoyed because the sales process for us was about dealing with the problems that the customers have and trying to figure out the solution to these people. So now, when I say that engineers typically are not good salespeople, I actually want to take it back and say, us, engineers, designers, uh, problem solvers, we are actually perfect salespeople because sales is really about listening to the potential client and trying to figure out the solution to their complicated problems. Okay, this is what engineers do so well, and this is what salespeople should do, at least according to our methodology and what we believing inside avenue okay so my sales journey was uh, that was like a part of my journey when i was working in the corporate then a couple of years ago this it's been a while now so i just say a couple of years ago but many years ago i decided i'm gonna go solo i'm gonna start a company i did not want to work in corporate anymore and then i wanted to start a company and i wanted to go into design so yep it was a little leap from uh, uh, engineering it systems to interior design okay I wanted to create the decor business where we would design and manufacture interior design products home decor products and sell them through different kind of distribution networks 
All right. So when I was starting to launch that business and started to look at how that would look like, I again saw myself as the creator. I was very, very interested in the manufacturing part. I wanted to learn that. I had been, you know, insourcing and offshoring for years and I've been handling teams in different countries, India and Czech Republic and China. And so that wasn't anything new. Now I just wanted to create the physical goods instead of software as a service type of product and uh, I also like the branding parts also like the marketing parts which is interesting because I did not see that you know marketing and sales would go hand in hand I kind of felt that sales is something that I do not want to engage in or actually I thought I'm good at marketing but I suck at sales so I need to have somebody who is going to sell these products and services to our clients and here's the thing as well you know when you create something of your own and I know you know this too if you are a creator entrepreneur so we feel a little funny about selling our own things because we really think it's about us so if you are a designer if you are some kind of a creator creating parts of services we know I know you feel funny about selling it because you make it so much about you okay and I did that too as well so for me if somebody did not want to buy a product it was personal it was that they were rejecting me myself not that they actually meant that you know we just don't have space right now for these products or we don't have the right customer group for these products which was now on the hindsight when I actually know so much more about marketing and sales was my job to determine that before we even pitched but we didn't work like that in the beginning when I started my entrepreneur journey now we do that you know you learn a lot when you do these things repeatedly and year after year anyway so my sales journey basically going from hating fearing not didn't want to engage in sales activities to actually loving sales and really really enjoying the sales process which I do today it uh, went through some different kind of uh, happenings and one of the happenings was that I had booked my company my design company to a trade fair in Germany and uh, we were going there with a bunch of other Swedish brands so this was a company who wanted to create this kind of a joint booth at a very very big trade fair in Germany and And uh, our understanding when we went into this deal, this joint booth, was that we would all have one table each and we would have a bigger, bigger space, which is good when you're trying to attract bigger buyers. Sometimes it's a good strategy to be in a situation, a sales situation, for example, exhibition or trade show together with other brands because together you are attracting more people. Also, these trade fairs are very, very expensive. You know, not only they're getting the actual booth, but you have to think about the logistics and, you know, the electricity. And there's so many things that are very costly when you are going to participate any kind of trade shows, particularly those ones that are international, you know, big ones, all the big brands are there and then your tiny little brand is also going to be there so it is going to get expensive so we um, decided to join this booth and uh, it was a lot of fun and uh, there were 10 uh, I think there were 10 brands total and it was just a you know fun time and I had my German salesperson there she was a new person in my team and uh, she was working in Germany and she was selling the German 
retail stores and uh, other types of clients that we had business to business sales and uh, so she was there they both was there but then we noticed something during the first day and uh, the organizer who had organized this booth they had promised us that there would be hostesses or hosts in place that speak German that will be there and you know sell so they said that we don't necessarily even need to be at the booth but I know better so of course we're always sending somebody so I was there in Germany my German salesperson was there as well and everybody the other companies everybody had somebody at least a couple of people or one person from each of the brands who were there as well but there wasn't anybody who was working the booth. There wasn't any kind of a joint uh, host who would talk to the visitors and talk to the buyers who came by and telling about uh, the brands and the concept and why we were all 10 brands together there. So what we were all about. And that is a huge mistake when you're going to have this type of uh, trade show together with other brands. There needs to be somebody or other people, you know, people who actually are walking around and talking about the concept you know telling about the brands and so on then of course the brand owners can continue introducing their own products and brands and so on but there should be a hostess or a couple of those or a host who is actually taking care that everybody who comes to the booth is taking care of and they will understand you know what we're all about giving them some champagne or orange juice or water or cookies or whatever they want to you know give out to this visitor so this is how trade shows work and and it's so so important and uh, there wasn't anybody there were some young girls sitting there and they were more interested in chit-chatting with their mobile phones so they weren't really they didn't even speak German I think so they were just somebody there and sitting and not really like a business to business representatives so what to do um, I don't speak German I don't even try to speak German so every time there's somebody came into this booth I went along and said hello who are you you know we're from Sweden we are 10 brands and started walking around and showing them like this is this brand this is that brand these are doing this one they have furniture and this is my brand we have this one and I was just like working working and and representing and having fun and talking with all the buyers and keeping them inside the booth because this is also one of the KPIs when you have a trade show you need to keep the buyers inside of your booth so that they actually start looking at your materials place some orders at least they will get some details and you know your catalogs and give out their own details so you can follow up after the trade show but the other brands they were not doing that so I was basically the only one who was doing that with my non-existent German language too so um, I felt like listen I need to do this somebody needs to walk around and entertain people and invite them help them talk about the concept talk about what we do and why we're here and talk about the weather if there's nothing else but just talk and and host these people and uh, the other brands they started looking at me and after that first day they came to me and they said like can't you try to stay here for one more day or can't you stay here for the whole trade fair I wanted to go home I only decided to stay at this fair for one building day and then the first like opening day and then my salesperson in Germany would take over and take care of the rest of the days and sell our products and services I wanted to get home back to my children and continue my summer holiday because 
this was in July. So the other brands, they asked me like, please, can you stay here? You are doing this thing so good. We can pay you because there's nobody doing this thing and somebody needs to represent. So my question, of course, well, you can do it if you're staying here. So you can do it yourself. But they just wanted me to do run around and do those things. And I said, no. But then it got me thinking. And I realized one thing. And I don't know, maybe this is very clear to you. But I can tell you, I see this all the time, the mindset of what sales is really about. And I see this even among people who have been in business for years and they just make the sales about themselves. They are insecure whether their products or services are good enough. They are you know, thinking about what should I say? How should I say it? How should I present my this and thing and so on? What will they think about me? What if they say no? What if they don't like me at all? Or why do I, what if they reject me? my products and services and what they are missing is completely the fundamentals of sales that sales is nothing but a helping a person to come to the conclusion sooner faster than they would do by themselves meaning a person who comes to you they already have a need for that what you have and your sales process is there to help them to come to the conclusion helping them to decide what to pick help them to decide when to start helping them to to guide them in this process of deciding when and what it would like when they're investing in themselves with the help of your services and products okay sales is only about helping and i know you heard this before but hear me out very very smart entrepreneurs people who are experts in their areas of whatever they are doing product services most of them logically know that sales is about helping the other person the person the prospective client but they still very irrationally think that it's about them you know about me myself my skills and you know whether i perform the ways that is good for my business whether i manage to charm this prospective client to come and buy from me and what happens if they don't so they make the sales process and the whole sales happening about themselves whereas it really truly is not you know sales happens only when a person has a need it doesn't matter if somebody likes you particularly much so you know we talked about this in a previous episode it's not about somebody liking you so much that they want to buy from you of course if you have that kind of service that you actually sell for example one hour of cuddling with you so maybe i don't know there is some you know <laughs> professionals who do that as well but sales is really about the person who is buying something has a need and want and they need to have that solved and the service professional is there to help them to get that thing get that result and it doesn't matter what it is it's always about that so it's not about you at all okay so once you start understanding this then it's so much easier to understand who you are in this process. You are the one who is in control of deciding whether you are going to help the person or not. You are in control of helping this person to get to the results or not. If you can help and if you want to help, then you do that. If you can help, you don't want to help, then you don't do that. You know, I, we had this episode about VIP policy and I'm very, very clear about this. Not everybody comes 
to Avenue and works with us. Not everybody is allowed to come through our VIP doors, okay? We are particularly picky because we want to work with the right type of clients. A wrong type of client will poison my organization, okay? Of course, the same goes with partners. We have a partner network, fantastic coaches who get to join my team and help their clients to get to the results that they want. And not everybody gets to join there either. Your sales process is only about helping that particular person who has a need. And when you decide that you can and will help the person, then you are allowed to sell to this person to help them to get to the results by providing them some kind of service or product against some kind of a payment, usually money. It can be something else as well. Okay, this is what sales is about. So if you cannot help, if you you know, this, your service or product is not going to help this person, they don't need it, then you have no business in selling to this person. Okay, so from this moment, I realized that one, there are a lot of people who think the sales thing is wrong. Two, I am excellent at sales because I'm very, very good at helping people. And I really enjoy that as well. And also because I'm an engineer, I'm really, really good at looking at very complicated problems. Now, when I was at the trade show and we were selling, selling decor to wholesale stores, there wasn't that much of a problem solving. And that is one of the reasons I did not want to be in that business anymore. That wasn't for me. I like complicated things. I like looking for answers and solutions to a complicated business uh, problems. Okay. So that's why I decided to quit that business and start Avenue Business, my current business and continue doing that. What I've been doing for years before I went solo with my design business. All right. But anyway, Anyway, so um, I realized that and I also realized that there are so many entrepreneurs who actually do not understand what sales is about and they are very insecure about the sales. My job is to help you to become very secure in your sales process. I want you to go out to the world knowing what you're going to do, how you do it and feeling very secure, feeling very empowered to lead the conversation that hopefully if the timing is right, if the person is right, if the service is right, if everything is right, leads to a client relationship between you and the prospective client. And if not, then also helping you to understand when to walk away, when to say, no, thank you, we're not the right match. Okay. So the first thing that you want to think about is Obviously, you need to know who you're talking to. For example, if you're talking to a wholesale buyer, like I was talking at the trade fair, I wasn't talking about, you know, the same things we would talk about in a marketing when we were marketing to consumers through different kind of channels, social media channels. We were particularly focusing on whether they can sell these products, whether these products are going to be products that are going to stay on the shelves for a long time, which they don't want, and uh, or if there are ways how we can help them to sell them super fast so they can make money. And of course, we make money as well. So this is a really, really important to understand who are you talking to and what are their specific needs. If you're selling to a corporate, if you're talking to a CEO versus, for example, you're talking to a marketing manager in a company where it's not the same person, you understand that they 
these two type of functions might have very different type of needs and wants. And the stakeholder who you're talking to, who are the stakeholders in your sales process, is very, very important to understand in advance when you start designing your sales process. Also, we need to flip this process because you as the delivery person, you as the service provider is the one who is going to need to create your own sales process. But the organizations and the people who you are serving, they have a purchase process. Large organizations have more specific procurement purchase processes, whereas, for example, smaller organizations maybe don't have that specific processes. And consumers, some of them might have, some of them might not have. And this is really up to what kind of things you are selling. If you're selling something super easy to sell, like a commodity things, or if you're selling houses or cars or, you know, big development projects, uh, vacation home development in some other countries, then obviously the process is very different. The buying process is different. And you need to be able to match your sales process with the other person's buying process. But you're always the one who is leading the game. You must be able to be the one who is guiding the person towards the buying decision very safely, very securely, and hopefully together with you. Okay. So first thing is, of course, to knowing who you're talking to. Second thing is to understanding their pain points. What is it that they need? You cannot sell anything to anybody if they actually don't need that thing. It doesn't matter how nice you are if they don't need that thing or want that thing. Of course, this is so much to do what you sell if you are selling on like a painkiller, problem-solving solutions or something that people buy because some vanity reasons. So there are different things, different reasons why people buy, but you must know what they want, what they need, what is the real need and desire to solve some kind of a pain or problem or dream before you start designing your sales process. Also shifting the mindset, as I said earlier here, it has nothing to do with you. You know, your sales process is your process, you own the process, but the actual reason why they buy has nothing to do with you or very little to do with you at least. You have a thing that they need, you have something that can help these people. And I think it's your obligation to give that thing to them. But it's also your right to get very well paid because you're an expert in your thing. If a person has a need and they want to have something, they need to pay for it. Okay. The next thing I want you to ask yourself, so what is the worst thing that actually can happen? What is the worst thing that can happen if you go into a sales conversation? That they say no? Well, that's not that bad. <laughs> you have to be able to deal with a lot of no's as well. The best thing is, of course, that they are super happy because you help them to get into a result, conclusion, you know, clarity. And the worst thing is that they said, I actually don't need this. Okay, cool. Then you don't. In our sales process, every time when somebody says to us that, you know, this thing that you have is actually something that we don't need, we're cool with that. And you know what? They don't even end up in a sales conversation if they actually don't need what we have. And this is also, again, about designing a process. Only talk to the people who actually has the need, who actually can be helped with your services and products so that when they come to you, they are already pre-sold and they know already what you're all about. They know already what kind of services you have. You, They know what kind of work you do. They even know how much it is. Some people don't want to show that. We prefer showing. Why not? 
telling what it costs to work with us. I like playing with open cards. I like having people in a sales conversation with my team where we get to decide whether it's a now thing or later thing, whether we're going to work together, whether they like the solution or not. And they also already know what the investment level is, what they can expect. It's so much easier to have a conversation where we actually are focusing on creating a plan instead of me or my team trying to sell, sell, sell somebody, something to somebody who is not prepared for this type of, uh, you know, uh, purchase. Okay, so knowing who you're talking to, uh, different people in organizations and different people, if it's like a consumer or business to business, is it's a smaller purchase or bigger purchase, they're very, very different. Understand the pain points, why the people are actually buying. Shifting your mindset, it has nothing to do with you. You are here to help them to get to those results that they want. That's why you need to know what the pain points are so you are very clear on what exactly you can do. Or it is your obligation to help them if it is so that you can and want to do that. That's why you have been studying your expertise. That's why you've been building your your enormous uh, experience uh, base of you know doing the work that you are so good at. So you can help other people, give them the results that they want. Of course, you have all the rights to get paid and you need to get well paid for your services as well. Have a very, very clear structure for your sales process and own this process. This is your process. You own it from start to the middle and to the end. And when I say end, you also must implement a follow-up system. You are in control. It's your process. You don't let that control slip, okay? You guide the person all the way from your marketing to the cold audience, all the way to the making the deal and enrolling into your services and products. So don't trick, don't try to fool them into some kind of a thing that they don't want. Be very clear about the structure. This is your process. Little control freakiness here, right? It's your process. You guide, you decide what happens when and how. And as I said in the beginning, you wanted to create some assets as well that are working for you. So, for example, in the sales process, you might want to send some materials. You might want to guide them to some kind of a page where they can listen to some kind of a presentation about your services. Create those assets in advance. And you don't have to create one million of those. It's just enough to create a few of those. And you know exactly at what stage and when you're going to send what. And of course, this is something that is done automatically. So you don't need to do all these things manually. Very important to understand in this process that there are certain times that you want to wait until you start manually handling, for example, the applications and the having their sales conversation or any kind of sales communication and certain times when you want your systems to do that for you and this is something that for example a very smart marketing system connected to your sales process is uh, able to handle for you so it automatically sends the next step next step and next step and guide the prospective person towards the uh, sales 
situation, for example, a phone call together with your company. Okay, even if you think that sales is something that you suck at, you don't want to do that, you know, there are very, very important structure that need to be put in place. If you want our help to do that, send me a message through Instagram or LinkedIn or Facebook or email and saying that you would like to have help with your sales process design okay and we will take it from there very very important to know that you need to have a sales system regardless of what you're selling to whom you're selling many times you need to have a couple sales systems for example if you're selling to corporate and consumers if you're selling to retail companies or if you're going to also sell to consumers for example through your web store or physical store or whatever the sales place for you is okay so very important that you build these things in advance and start focusing on this thing first before you even start looking at any kind of social media posting pictures creating any kind of uh, live shows uh, stories on instagram and so on so you really have a sales system in place because the only thing that you want to do with your marketing is to fill your sales pipeline with prospective buyers if you are a business owner if you're not a business owner maybe you want to do something else but i guess you are a business owner who wants to grow your company and this is how you do it designing a very very well functioning sales system for your company doesn't have to be complicated but it needs to work okay so tina Villain here thank you so much for joining me here today and i will see you next week